Sarah McInerney. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player app. Well, one of your texts to 51551, we were discussing the issue of uh, the calculated grades and the leaving cert a little bit earlier on the show. Um, And I was raising the question as to whether or not the grades that teachers have given their students will be published or given to students alongside the grade that they actually get once it's gone through the process of the calculated grades and the standardisation, because that is not clear at the moment. It was done in the UK. It's not clear whether it's going to be done here. Um, We have a text from a teacher who says, I'm a teacher who calculated marks and rankings on the assurance that my students would never see them, only the end result of a process involving colleagues, school management and the Department of Education. I should have been less professional and just given everyone a higher grade, says says this teacher. It appears that I'd have got away with it. So that is certainly interesting if it is the case that the students won't get access to what their teacher actually gave them originally in order to compare that with what they ended up with. Um, But no doubt we will hear more on that over the coming days. We're going to stay with the issues of schools now because obviously the countdown is continuing for the reopening of schools across the country and there are still many questions unanswered as the deadline for the reopening of schools approaches. Many parents um, just have a lot of concerns and unanswered questions about going back to school. So parent, author and columnist Jen Hogan is with us again this week to chat to me about some of the biggest concerns that parents have and I suppose one of the big things Jen is the staggered opening Mm -hmm. hours and how that'll work um, at start times rather for for students. Uh, What's your thoughts in this what are you hearing? Yeah, well, I suppose um, a lot of par- parents still haven't got details yet. That seems to be the, the common message that I'm hearing from putting out call-outs and discussing things that parents, a lot of them haven't heard yet. But for those who have and who have been given details about staggered openings, that seems to be an issue that's going to cause huge problems for a lot of mothers in particular, because it tends to be mums are the ones who tend to often have part-time jobs or whose jobs work around school openings. And there, with with children, um, parents who have children, multiple children and possibly even in different schools, it's particularly problematic because not all schools have adopted the alphabetical staggered approach. So there's lots of them going by year. So for some schools, there were some parents got in contact with me and there's maybe 40 minutes of a gap between first drop off and last drop off and they're wondering how they're going to physically manage to be at their desk, whether that be in their workplace or back at home. That's going to be hugely problematic for them. Other parents saying that um, it's only because another partner has lost their job, maybe that they're in a position to actually get their kids to school and they're going, how's my partner supposed to get back to work? Because that was never the plan that he would stay out of work, but obviously with the pandemic and and the situation that followed. So that seems to be hugely problematic. Now, from some of the schools I've spoken to, um, this, it'll be a short lived thing, hopefully that the staggered um, staggered openings won't be a permanent thing, but that's that's mixed across the board. So Mm. that, that seems to be a huge concern for parents at the moment and particularly those who haven't heard yet because they are also fearful will we have staggered openings and how will we work around them Yeah anecdotally even speaking to people that I know uh, lots of them haven't heard from their schools yet do do you have any sense of how many schools have contacted parents to give them a a sense of what the plan is Well I put out a a poll on my social media um, over the last couple of days and even last night I had one running and at one stage 500 parents had come back to me and about half of those still hadn't heard a thing yet so that's quite a a significant proportion and they're worrying about um, obviously not only just the staggered opening but, but how they can prepare their children, the, the costs that are involved, what, what extra costs they're going to have and how they can get everything organised. So the lack of information is still probably the biggest challenge that parents are facing at the moment. Is it likely to be staggered start times and staggered pick-up finish times? times? Yes, that's been the same across the board. Now, the, the finishing times are possibly not maybe as big a gap as um, the 
begin, starting times. So there might be five minutes between different um, finishing times, whereas there can be up to 15 minutes, 20 minutes between the different school years in some, in some schools. And it does obviously depend where your children are in school. It isn't even necessarily just a case where if you're like me, where you have a lot of children and you're working around it. If you've got children at different ends of the school year, you could find somebody maybe who's in sixth class finishing or starting much earlier than a child who's in junior infants. And, and that's a problem there. But there are staggered finishings too. And that's also creating problems with the creches because that's another thing that parents have come back to me to say that creches and childcare facilities and even childminders have said they're no longer in a position to bring children to school because there are so many different drop-offs and a lot of creches that maybe run buses, local creches, they run them to particular schools and they, they just can't do that now. They can't have the staff out of the, off the premises for so long to hang around and wait for different children to be dropped off. So what exactly does it look like then? Say as you, in the example that you've given, you have a child in fifth class and a child in first class and, and there's a 40 minute gap mm. in the example that you've given between the time that you can drop both of them off you, you drop one of them off and you have to go back to the car is it? Yeah, or you're, they're it being is asked parents are being asked not certainly um, again I suppose I'm even talking from my own experience and speaking from um, other parents I've spoken spoken to they're being asked not to hang around the schools that's obviously right. the whole idea is not to have pinch points and not to have gatherings so they're being asked not to hang around the schools there's also obviously a focus on encouraging parents and children to walk to school. But as one parent pointed out to me, one parent who typically walked to school because of the gap between the drop-offs with her children, she will now have to drive to school because she's got small children and what she's supposed to do with them for the for that time period. So they're, they're parents are supposed to remove themselves, whether they go for a walk, go back to the car, go back home if that's possible, if they're very close to the school they're not supposed to be on the school grounds. That is the okay, one common message. Point. So that itself in itself provides um, And I mean, it is problems. important and you can understand why yeah. it's being done. It's just practically... Absolutely, it, 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 it is, it is cause yeah, issues. Exactly. Um, you mentioned costs for for back to school. Why would there be more costs this year or would there be more there, costs Well, there are year? actually, yeah. Um, as a lo- again, ask, I asked a lot of parents, I'm drawn on my own experience and haven't spoken to parents, doubling up. There's a lot of doubling up this year. So a lot of parents being asked to provide double copies of copies at home and pencil cases for example so one to stay in school one to stay at home so doubling up on stationery doubling up on copies doubling up on a few different things um, th- providing things like hand towels hand sanitizers, tea towels maybe to put lunches on so that crumbs can be gathered and put away so there are a few extra provisions again all in the interest of safety but additional costs masks obviously for the secondary schools w- without guidance um, there doesn't seem to be much guidance on how many masks a student is to bring to school that's a, a, a big one for parents and there's a few uh, the crested masks have become a thing it would seem too so buying crested masks from the school it's another new expense and it's a real thing it is a real thing um, so that's another expense they have but how many masks um, students are expected to bring because obviously the advice is that you don't put the same mask back on if you're taking it off um, to eat or move around so so um, that's going to be an additional expense for people too the, the message is still coming through about washing the uniforms I know that's not in the official guidelines from the department but it's still filtering through to parents from, adv- schools. from, from schools to wash uniforms and tracksuits regularly and so there's an alternating maybe going on between the uniforms and the tracksuits but there's additional costs obviously there in purchasing extra uniform pieces we still have the big crested uniforms issue that's still an issue that hasn't gone away in spite of a circular in 2017 being issued recommending you know that they, this would be removed and that we would have generic uniform pieces and maybe move to patches that's still not the case for so many parents so they're having to buy extra pieces of uniform never mind obviously the, the cost of washing them all and mm. drying them all as we, we head into the winter A couple of texts in relation to this one person says Sarah 
apart from one hour COVID training, my niece, who is returning to sixth year, will not be back to school until the 8th of September. Yeah. Uh, this comes from a Wexford listener who says some schools are delaying too long. You're, you're hearing about I'm hearing delayed too, openings. Yeah, delayed openings. So that, that's, a, again, a common thing. Children starting on different days as well. That's, that's quite common too. So instead of all the schools returning possibly on the one date on the 1st of September, different years are going back on uh, different days. That, that's quite common across the country now, I'm hearing. And um, starting later. So I've heard now of, of schools going back on the 7th and 8th of September as well. Pushed back a little bit just to facilitate that. And then in terms of uh, communications from schools, another person says, I've, I'm a parent of a student going to senior infants. The only correspondence from our school was a text to say, we're going back on the 31st of August and another text looking for our email and air code. We've less than two weeks to go. No instructions, no book list. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do in that situation? I suppose that's what's really hard. And, and that message, again, is very varied across schools. It is incredibly hard for parents to prepare. There was at one school, um, a parent got in contact with me. They are not moving on to next year's books. Their school has decided to continue with last year's books and continue with last year's curriculum. So that's, um, th- you know, that's something that maybe some parents might consider. Is that is that going to be the case in our in our situation? A book list do seem to have come out for the majority of parents that I've spoken to, certainly anyway. So they're something going ahead of them, whether the schools return, whether we end up with some sort of online learning again or whether we, re- we have to go back to homeschooling, we're going to need books. So that that's something that a lot of parents have at least, at least that, even if it's it's come out early at the end of the year or earlier in the year. But again, there are numbers there who don't have it. It is incredibly hard to prepare. It's um, with the secondary schools we're wondering, lockers, lockers seems to be a big thing. Um, lockers don't seem, it appears that they won't be in, in a lot of the schools, you know, to free up space in corridors and free up space in classrooms. So that's a big issue for parents too, worrying about the weights, weight of school bags. Mm. But again, without all the details, it's very hard to know how to prepare. And you see, we were speaking to three principals on the show yesterday about the various measures that they're putting in place. And it's important to say schools are working really hard. Really like, hard. You know, yep. to try and fix all mm-hmm. this and to put in place measures, you know, um, like in an unprecedented time. And even the issue of lockers, one of the principles we were speaking to. And with the guidelines only having come out a couple of weeks pretty ago Pretty late, well, exactly. You know, very late. And on the issue of lockers, one of the principles we were speaking to was saying that, you know, there's pushback from parents yeah. in relation to that because, you know, parents are saying, well, what about my kids and their back and the weight and all yep. of that. So it's hard to get the balance. It's very hard it? to get the balance. Very hard. And that's just it. I mean, the, the schools are do- working as hard as they can and doing the best that they can in the time given and under the restrictions and guidelines that they have to work around. The fallout, I suppose, the problem is parents and children and students have to work around these guidelines and, and not knowing the details is a little bit, di- is obviously difficult, but um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation for everybody. There is no, there's no ideal solution. Are we getting any indication as to what schools are likely to do with books and copies in terms of bringing them home? I know lockers yeah. for secondary students, but even for primary school, you know, will they be able to do that for homework or how? Well, I'm hoping homework? there'll be no homework. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still holding on that this might finally see an end I to homework. I think some schools are, are actually saying no oh, homework. That would be brilliant. I, I don't think that's going to be the case, unfortunately, in my own children's school. But yeah, I mean, there, there is that hope that maybe we'll see an end to the dreaded homework. Double, doubling up on the copies has been suggested to some parents. So copies won't be moving. But I'm, I mean, I presume um, if 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 that if if some schools are doing homework, the book, books will have to still come home. Obviously, I'm presuming, but I can't. Again, I can't make that assumption because I don't have the details haven't filtered through yet. Uh, a couple more texts. One person says family drop off will be so much more simple mm-hmm. rather than splitting siblings into different times. Um, family drop off, obviously. So if you're the whole family, of course it would. But yeah, another person says, what happened to parents pooling going to school? Will yeah. that be allowed to pool kids into groups for travelling to school? No, that is actually 
a really interesting point because I have addressed this with a couple of teachers and principals and the idea is that there would not be polling because that would defeat the whole purpose and with the staggered drop-offs the WhatsApp groups lit up as you can imagine around the country when people heard this and uh, discussions about well maybe I'll bring your child and you'll bring my child and we'll try to work around the staggered drop-offs that way that is not what they want well certainly not from the principals and teachers I spoke to this is not what they want because that would defeat the whole idea of the pods and the the grouping And yet we see here the school buses there'll be no social yeah, distancing but yeah. you can carpool but again I suppose a lot of the advice coming from schools is where you can please walk or cycle right. where you can of course because that's not so yeah absolutely it's it's not as simple as just get another parent on board it is going to be problematic I'm, I'm just hoping it'll be short lived for everyone uh, Mary has emailed to say my son's going into first class uniform which is a tracksuit costs 81 euro they're expected to wear a clean set of clothing here it mm-hmm. comes again a clean set of clothing every day which will require a couple of sets of tracksuits so at least two or three by 81 yep and that's that is probably that the voluntary contribution and um the, the extras, you know that extras parents pay for fees, they maybe it's called. These are the things that kept coming up for me all the time. So when people when the schools request payment for things like art and craft supplies, um, maybe P teaching, photocopying, postage, different things like that. All schools have their own their own amount set. A lot of parents brought up the why isn't this being passed on to next year? Again, there's a portion of that obviously was unused because the schools closed down. So obviously these art and crafts materials were purchased. There wasn't maybe um other things that it was put towards. There was no need from the, the level of photo Photocopying wasn't the same. Can this not be moved? Any kind of attempt to desperately claw back some sort of saving? Because this year is particularly difficult for a lot of parents because people have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. have had to take pay cuts, have been um, existing on unemployment benefits and, and uh, pandemic payments. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us about it. Lots of questions, I think. I'm not sure how many answers we've given, but at least a sense of what is going on there and what people are being told. Thank you again. That's Jen Hogan, a parent, author and columnist. Back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.